is back for an on-site edition. Write that down. September 7th and 8th in Wrocław. Uh, you can expect uh, industry thought leaders, insightful talks, networking with great devs from all around the world, uh, and of course, good vibes only. So write that down. September 7th and 8th, Wrocław. Get your tickets now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Coffee Talk episode by Colstack. Today, uh, we are going to talk about something really interesting released few days ago um, by the greatest uh, developer community that there is and there was. But before we get to this, I'm going to introduce you to my uh, guest today, which is Tomasz Mishukiewicz. Uh, hi, Tomasz. Hi, how are you doing? Excited to be there. Oh, I'm excited to have you here, man. Um, so Tomasz is a, uh, is a developer at Colstack. He's working on an open source uh, so um, I'm pretty sure he's got a lot of cool things to say, but maybe not specifically uh, for this episode. Maybe another time we can talk about open source. That would be cool. Um, yeah. But today, today we're gonna focus about focus on the Stack Overflow 2023 Developer Survey. Uh, if you're a developer and if you're watching this, the chance is that you are a developer. Uh, you probably heard of this. Uh, and today we're just gonna, you know, have a little review, focus on the most interesting things because, uh, well, this survey is conducted by Stack Overflow, which is a popular online community for, de for uh, developers slash programmers. Uh, it's been released for 13 years now. Uh, so this is, this is, uh, a tradition now, I guess. Uh, every year, a new version of the survey, uh, and it, basically, it provides the data uh, and statistics on the preferences, opinions, trends within the global uh, developers community. Um, and I think it's important to say uh, before we start that this is not like a it's not a representation of opinions uh, of all the software developers, all the software community, but mostly enthusiasts, uh, because, you know, as professional developer, uh, you probably don't do surveys. <laughs> You're probably too busy typing code and fixing all these bugs. Uh, but if you did fill up the survey, then uh, thank you for that. Now we have some data to work with. So online resources to learn how to code. Uh, as we look at the statistics here, uh, we can see that, you know, from all of the results, the most um, most responses are for technical documentation, uh, which which honestly makes me a little happy because you know this is the source of proof, right? This is where you want to get the the knowledge from because this is the only uh, it should be the only up to date place um, from where you can get like the, the latest APIs, the latest uh, you know breaking changes and all this stuff. Stack Overflow in the second place. Uh, Tomek, be honest, how often do you do you search Stack Overflow for? for the code uh, issues and code uh, tips and tricks. I feel like I'm there every day for uh, last two years, <laughs> to be honest. All right. All right, yeah, I think same for me, but <laughs> you know, just if you're a developer, just remember, do not just copy paste from Stack Overflow. Please understand what you're doing and <laughs> please actually take some knowledge from there uh, because this is, a, this is a great source of knowledge only if you are using it responsibly. Uh, then 76% blogs, 60% uh, how-to videos, 
And I think this is not surprising. I mean, we developers, we like to get results quickly. And very often when you're watching the how-to video, it takes time to just get to the to the creme de la creme of the video to find this this one thing that you're looking for. And on a blog, you can just, just, just scroll through it and just find what you need, right? Yeah, exactly. I prefer to go through the uh, docs and uh, blogs uh, rather than going through the videos because I can find uh, something that's, that interests me really quickly and I don't have to skip and uh, check if it's somewhere in the video. So yeah, I think you're right. Online course platforms to learn how to code. Uh, Udemy, first place. Uh, Tomek, do you know Udemy? Yeah, it's pretty popular, I think. You can basically find almost everything there. If you want to learn something, you probably it's probably there. Yeah, uh, and I think they are this popular because they have so many discounts and like free courses available from time to time. I remember when yeah. I was... When I was at university as a student, I was just hunting for the best courses on Udemy for free because I was just broke. <laughs> so basically, <laughs> I, I had to rely on stuff like this. And uh, yeah, I, I, I can say I found some great stuff there. I'm really happy that Code Academy is is there on the third place because it's the place where I, when I where I started uh, learn to program. So oh, really? yeah, nice. For me, it was plural site though, but I come from more of a .NET background, and I think Pluralsight has a lot of .NET stuff specifically, so it you know it's not surprising. But Code Academy, it's it, it's a great place too. I've tried it out, and it was nice. Most popular technologies. This year, we are comparing the popular technologies across three different groups: all respondents, professional developers, and those that are learning to code. This is what uh, Stack Overflow reminds us of. Uh, and basically, if we look at the results, well, surprise, surprise, JS on the top, on the poll position with 63% of votes. Uh, are you surprised, Tomek? I think I'm not surprised at all. You can basically run it everywhere. I remember uh, when the Vision OS was uh, announced, uh, I think Kitsi on Twitter, he's, he wrote that... Uh, you're probably gonna run JavaScript on that one uh, on day one, and he was right. <laughs> you can actually see some experiments with uh, React Native on Vision OS right now. Man, I I I've heard of that, and I I'm so willing to try it out. <laughs> to be honest, I wanted to be one of these people who's gonna run it on Vision OS. I just didn't find time yet, but I need to play with it. Did, did you have a chance yeah. to play with that? No, not yet, but it's pretty exciting to be honest. But I've seen some people from Callstack already playing with it, just spamming on Slack with their cool project. Yeah. I'm jealous yeah. now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so JavaScript on the first place, 63%. Then HTML, CSS, I mean, that that just goes with JavaScript. Everywhere you go, there is, there is this combo. Um, what is surprising to me is that uh, TypeScript is so far away from JavaScript. Like, it has 38% and on this rank it's on fifth place i think it should be higher <laughs> i think it should be at least below html um so it's interesting where it comes from that that difference uh and i think that if we would check let's see professional developers uh typescript is still there uh on fifth place and learning to code 
this is this is even more surprising. It's even further down there. Um, I mean, is it surprising actually? Like, if you think about it, when you're learning to code, you learn basics, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. You're learning the basics, and I think TypeScript is like a next step when you actually uh, get some knowledge about JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically, pre- pretty much uh, every tutorial that lends you to code starts with HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and yeah. TypeScript is like I think it's a bit more advanced. But happy to see that twenty percent is uh, learning it. It's growing. You can see that it's growing, and it makes sense because. Uh, you can you you can tell that even by that the React Native default template is now uh, in TypeScript, uh, not in JavaScript as it as it used to be all this time. Uh, so you can see that the community is is leaning towards uh, TypeScript and having some types in their code, which is which makes me very happy because I just I just love typed code. You know, I love it when it has a type. Python on the third place. Um, I think it's not a surprise. They they. Well, basically, if you think about the uh, the growth of popularity of you know AI and machine learning, and if you know that Python is being used a lot in these areas, then it doesn't surprise you. It shouldn't, yeah, at least. Exactly. All right, let's skip ahead. Uh, databases, not really interested in this topic, but cloud platforms. Uh, let's let's look at this for a sec. Amazon Web Services, AWS, at the very top. Uh, far away from the from from other technologies there. So Microsoft Azure on the second, twenty six percent. So AWS is almost double that, right? With tw- with forty eight percent, it's just outgrowing the the competition so much. Um, then Google Cloud, twenty three percent, and Firebase below it. That that actually surprised me a little bit because I honestly I thought Firebase is more popular nowadays. And if we compare professional developers with learning to code, oh, that's that. This is a big difference now. I mean, still AWS at the top, but the you know the the difference between the top three is not that big. Mm, which makes sense. If you're learning to code, you want to try them out, right? You want to know what's what's available, how they differentiate. So we got DigitalOcean, thirteen percent, and Heroku, twelve percent, and Vercel. Uh, going strong 10%, uh, which is which is uh, really nice. Vercel is, you know, constantly shipping a lot of new features. Um, yeah. Which, by they, the way, they, all of them in the in the previous coffee talk episode 10. Um, yeah, they just passed Netlify, so I think it's a big grow. Yeah, and and I think they, in in terms of like a use use. I mean, number of people using them and and like the popularity they're growing they I felt over the year that they are in a very similar place and now this survey kind of proves that right although Eversell is a bit ahead which makes me happy uh, honestly yeah. yeah they're shipping so much stuff I think they're gonna be even higher next year I think they're gonna pass Hiraku alright so next on the list web frameworks and technologies I'm not surprised React is, is number one uh, in in, in uh, front-end uh, technologies and uh, Node.js is is on top of the list. Uh-huh. Uh, number number three is jQuery and uh, it's, it's it's going strong for years and yeah. it's 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 really funny because uh, people think that it should not be used anymore. Let's move to some fancy frameworks and stuff. And 
basically it's it's uh, really connected to to building website with wordpress uh-huh. and when you when you just uh, download some template from the internet it's probably using jquery and pixing that's the reason why it's on the third place many wordpress users uh you can see wordpress is on 13 percent uh for such an old technology it's it's impressive to be honest uh because who didn't I mean, who didn't create a website using WordPress at least once in their lives? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Next.js Next is on 16%, so I think it's going to grow even more now as uh, the official docs suggest to, to use it right now. Uh, so mm-hmm. I and, think it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow. And this is a, uh, a framework created by Vercel, by the way. So yeah. Uh, Yep, it's also growing strong, which is nice. And when we look at the professionals versus learning to code, uh, well, professional developers, React is at the top, uh, but Node.js is right below it. I mean, to be honest with this survey, I have one problem. Like, they are, I mean, it is very general general topic, web frameworks and technologies, but they're we kind of comparing the, like React with Node.js, and one is front-end, the other is, is back-end. It just doesn't really make sense to put them next to each other in uh, comparison uh, but that's just me complaining so <laughs> let's not focus on that if we move to the learning to code now there is a bigger difference here now Node.js is definitely ahead of React uh, which is interesting does it mean that more people are learning backend than frontend like is that is that a case or maybe they are going uh, full stack hopefully I mean, full stack sounds like future, right? Yeah, like I think in the in this survey, uh, the most mo- uh, the biggest amount of responses were were from full stack developers. So that make that might be the case. Oh, but look at that! Learning to code Angular is having only seven percent, um, which means that not too many people are willing to get to know Angular. I mean, it, does that mean that Angular is slowly fading away? Um, where where was Angular on this on this? It was seventeen percent. So most of Angular voters are basically people who already know and use Angular, uh, but not too many people are willing to learn it. Um, sad stuff. I mean, Angular was the first framework for me on front end to use uh, as a full stack developer. So it's kind of sentimental, but you know, I, I'm not I'm not willing to get back to it. Other frameworks and libra- libraries. Uh, let's see. All respondents, .NET 5 Plus, which is everything uh, starting with 5 in the version, 25%. I used to be a .NET user, and I can tell uh, that C Sharp was really nice language when I was using it, and it wasn't that long ago, so I think it's still being nice. Uh, And at my university, they were teaching us using C Sharp as well, and I think that might be the case for many universities. Uh, so the popularity might be related to that. You know, many people just start their careers using .NET and some people just stick to it for, for the rest of the career. With that, the, on the second place, we got NumPy. Third place is Pandas. And I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, these are some uh, libraries related to, like, uh, you know, machine learning, AI stuff that are widely used in this area, right? Um from NumPy is obviously for Python and Pandas. Is it Python as well? I have no idea, to be honest. 
no idea. But we love pandas. I mean, <laughs> they're just cute. Yeah. Here we got uh, Flutter with 9%. Unfortunately, it's above the React Native, which is on 8.33. I mean, 43, sorry, uh, percent. Yeah, I, I'm not, no. not. I'm not following the community of Flutter, but uh, I think it's it's uh, it's growing, and uh, it's getting a lot of attention right now. I'm wondering how does it look uh, in terms of learning to code, if people are going to Flutter as well, or let's see, um, learning to code Flutter even more ten percent um, compared to React Native six point six six. That's interesting. It is interesting. And yeah, also, I'm wondering why is that? Because, you know, I mean, you either love or hate uh, one or the other technology, right? Because this is this kind of technology. If you if you love React Native, you're not going to love Flutter. If you love Flutter, you're not going to love React Native. Unless, unless you're very mature and, you know, responsible developer who can make choices based on the <laughs> actual use cases. Um but you know this is not us we are, we are not one of them <laughs> um no just kidding um you know if if you are if you are a person who tried both react native and flutter and you are watching or listening to that just drop a comment let us know um maybe you have some thoughts on that uh because for me it feels like flutter has just a way more uh marketing power I, you know you can you can hear about flutter here and there People talking about it and React Native is just mm, very widely used and it's very popular in like an open source community. But it, I feel like it doesn't have much marketing out there. It's, it's not that um, there's not much propa- propaganda around React Native. Uh, one more interesting thing that we can look at is Swift UI. Okay, so are we on all the respondents? Yes. So Swift UI is a fresh, uh, I mean, kind of fresh. Um, well, framework uh, that that you can you can build your iOS apps with Swift UI, um, and it has only three point ninety three percent. Yeah, but I think I think last year it was not even there, and I'm wondering uh, what happened for the last year because I I was not following Swift UI, but yeah, uh, for the last couple of months I saw a lot of uh, people. Uh, getting attention around it and uh, tweeting about it and uh, trying to discover what's uh, uh, possible to do with this and how SwiftUI is handling stuff uh, better than React Native in some cases. So I think that's interesting and I'm definitely going to take a look on on that part. All right. Yeah, I mean... It was not there last year, that is true. And I also don't know why. Maybe... You know, it's still kind of fresh, um, fresh framework. Maybe it was just not there yet for production applications. Maybe it was not production ready. Maybe people are just breaking through and you know trying it out for like for real. Um, so maybe that's the reason why. But you know, I have no idea. Uh, any iOS developers, <laughs> let us know. Are you using Swift UI? Is it good? I mean, is it worth learning? Um, just let us know because I'm I'm very curious. I'm very curious. We should try it out. Integrated development environment. And this, I mean, if you're a developer, that means a lot to you. Um, and to me, it makes me really happy to see Visual Studio Code so much ahead of uh, competition. 
73% on the first place. Then there is Visual Studio on 28%. This is almost 50% gap here, um, which is huge. I mean, you know, you can, you can, again, you can love or hate one or the other ID or code editor or however you're going to call it. But if you were a developer working with other developers, I don't know, fair programming or just helping them fix their issues with their code and stuff, it's so great to see that, you know, that the other person is using the same editor because how often, I mean, it, it happened to me very often uh, back in the days when I was using using Visual Studio that some errors were just coming because my IDs was, was just freaking out for some reason. Uh, uh, and it's just so annoying. And when somebody else who wants to help you is not using this specific IDE, it, very often you're alone at this, right? Um, so I'm very happy to see that. And Visual Studio Code, I know that in Callstack we have many, many, many users of that. Uh, I Honestly, I haven't seen anyone with anything else. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen anyone with anything else in Callstack? No, no. I mean, maybe Android Studio or Xcode from time to oh, time. Oh, yeah. From time to time, right. right. Yeah, uh, but the, the result is not surprising at all. I mean, even if you are uh, using uh, it to build React Native apps, it's great. You have a lot of extensions. Uh, mm -hmm. I think in the uh, Expo SDK uh, 30, for 39 that is uh, coming soon, we're going to mm -hmm. be uh, a debugger. Uh, that allows you to debug your uh, JavaScript uh, code directly from the Visual Studio code. So I think that's amazing. So cool. That is actually so cool. Remember, we mentioned at the beginning that probably this survey was mostly filled up uh, by enthusiasts and you know people who are uh, who, who just love to code, not not really uh, all only professionals and stuff like that. And I think it's just my guess, but. I think that you can see that by looking at how Vim is high up on this rank because, I mean, okay, all of us had to exit Vim at one point, right? And funny enough, Stack Overflow helped us in that, <laughs> probably all of us. Um, but you have to be like the, the true hardcore developer or enthusiast and, and, you know, Linux for the win person to use Vim daily and like be good with it, right? Because you need to know all these, ex not extensions, sorry, shortcuts, all this kind of tricks. You need to configure it so that it looks good because straight out of the box is just very difficult to read. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of proves the point. But if I'm wrong, then, you know, just say in comments, I don't mind because I, I, I'm, I'm scared of Vim, <laughs> yeah, to be honest. Uh, oh, Sublime Text, 12%. Uh, sentimental. I used to learn how to write my HTML and CSS with Sublime. It was really nice. All right, uh, let's move on. <clears throat> so, synchronous tools. Um, something that developers have to deal with daily. And um, again, something that you either love or hate. <laughs> uh, Microsoft Teams, 51%. Um, number one. Tomek, how do you feel with that? To be honest, I'm not a big fan of Microsoft Teams. I, I prefer Slack. Then, but uh, I think it's widely used across companies. Uh, so it's like a 
number one tool to for synchronous uh, uh, discussions with people. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, I hope Slack will gonna pass them next year because it's much better in my opinion. Yeah, but what what don't you like about Microsoft Teams? Maybe let's look at at that at that point for a second because I'm not a fan of Microsoft Teams. Let's cl- clear on that. But I'm just curious on why do you not love it? Well, I always had the problems with finding the right conversation, like group conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really uh, difficult for me to find it. And I, yes. I don't know how about now, but uh, uh, when I used it, uh, there was no possibility to use one account for multiple, uh, let's say, servers. That's uh, it. And Slack is doing this great. so. Uh, I had to log out and uh, again log in with another account for uh, another server. So that was pretty annoying. All right. So basically, the UX is there. Yeah. Really- and I hope they fixed it now. I haven't used it in like two years, maybe. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I I have to use it from time to time on my project work, but yeah, I would rather not. Uh, to be honest. But I understand why it's so so high up. I mean, this is if you're a company that is growing strong, that is going enterprise and stuff like that. The big chance is you're gonna use the whole Microsoft uh, for enterprise package, right? Which comes with the like um, Office 365, um, you know, the .NET frameworks and all this stuff, and Microsoft Teams because you just wanna stay in this ecosystem. That Microsoft provides, um, but yeah, as a as a developer, I don't love it. I I would rather go with Slack, um, which is not the second place. Then we have Zoom on the third place, and it's also surprising. Uh, but I think since Zoom got their popularity because of the of the COVID and the lo- whole uh, learn from home pattern and like you know people working remotely, I think it's still holding strong because people just you know just like to use it for um i don't know maybe webinars uh maybe like quick meetings with with uh clients and stuff like that because i think you can just generate link and just send it over um this works i noticed there is a lot of meetings uh when when you when you have a meeting uh with different companies you mostly use zoom at least it's it's, uh my observation Mm -hmm. yeah and that makes sense um, then we got Discord, and again, Discord, well, number one, I think gamers, right? Because uh, when you're playing games, you want to join these communities, and it's Discord is a great place for that. Also, Discord, I think it gained more popularity uh, with the whole Web3 buzz around it. Like, if, if you were ever interested in Web3 and you were, I don't know, maybe buying or selling uh some coins or NFTs or stuff like that. The chances you got Discord on your <laughs> on your machine and you were using it heavily. Um, then Google Meet and there it is, the WhatsApp. Um, this is surprising uh, in two ways. Well, one of them is, I mean, m- maybe not that. It's not surprising that it's here because it's a great uh, communication. I mean, great way to communicate with your friends, with your groups, and people like that. Um, but it's it's not specifically great for work. Um, and when we look at professional developers, WhatsApp is still very high up. It's a twenty eight percent. So I'm just wondering, 
whether responders were thinking about WhatsApp as just a communication tool or actually they use it for work in some way. Um, and I'm not thinking about freelancers contacting their customers over WhatsApp because I know that this happens. Um, you know, I'm just wondering if someone is using WhatsApp instead of Slack, for example. And, you yeah, know, there are... I, I think it's, at least for me, it's uh, really interesting because as far as I know, WhatsApp doesn't have the, for example, code formatting, like all the stuff that you uh, that you have in Slack or, or Teams uh, when you want to, I don't know, send a code snippet to someone. So yeah, exactly. that's, that's really odd. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Let's move on uh, to something more interesting, which is AI search tools. This is the hot topic nowadays. Everybody wants to use it. Everybody's using it. And the chat GPT, oh boy, 83%. This is like, there's no competition for chat GPT at the moment. I mean, Bing AI with 20%, but I mean, come on, that's a, that's just sad. Yeah, I heard about uh, some like some tools like Bing AI or Bart, but I haven't used them. Like I go for chat GPT. I'm a fan. It right. helps me a lot at work. Uh, I uh, use it for building red, red, red access, uh, which are really complicated. And I would spend uh, like an hour for building it on my own. And it just uh, uh, creates it in a few seconds. Uh, right. It's also useful for example, for uh, type definitions. When it's missing, I don't have to type it on my own. I just copy paste and uh, and I have the the, the the good result. It's right. not accurate, like one hundred percent, but so you have to verify it. Uh, but in general, it's really cool and really helpful. All right, all right. That's that's actually very interesting. I I am one of these people who who don't really use ChatGPT, but it's not that I hate it. I just I don't have this um I don't have this kind of you know, natural feel that I should use ChatGPT for something. But regex is something that I can definitely imagine using it for. Um, oh, and if, let, let, let's play a game for, for people watching that on YouTube specifically because you can easily comment that. What's the regex for uh, email address? I mean, come on, just just type it out of your head. Don't use ChatGPT for that. <laughs> that should be like your natural movement to, to type it out. Uh, AI developer tools. Number one, GitHub Copilot. Mm, maybe a short overview what 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 it is. Tomek, can you explain to us what Copilot is? Yeah, so, uh, sure. Like basically, it's a uh, it's a tool in uh, Visual Studio Code uh, that uh, helps you write your code. It suggests you some uh, improvements or how to finish the line or uh, create specific code. Uh -huh. uh, it's really cool. All right, yeah, and um, I I I love Copilot to be honest. <laughs> I I use it daily. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember requirements for getting an access to it because I think it's not fully free. Uh, I think you need to to commit to some open source project and just like that you get you get the <laughs> the access to Copilot. I mean GitHub. Is yeah, or you can buy it. Or you can buy it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. Tab 9 on the second place. And I don't know about the Tab 9 right now, but I used to I used to use it. I tried it out like a year or two ago. Um, and I remember it was really, really good by then. Um, I don't know nowadays. I mean, obviously, 
GitHub uh, has so much more popularity across developers that when they release their own tool, it's going to just blow up no matter what it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I hope Top9 is, is doing fine. I mean, comparing to like AWS Code Whisperer, it's it's almost double that. Uh, so I think it's it's fine. It's doing fine. It's just that Copilot is having this fame of GitHub and it's just um, insanely popular amongst yeah. uh, developers. Yeah. What's interesting about Copilot, you can actually sign for a preview of uh, Copilot X, which is basically the extension for uh, Copilot combined with ChatGPT. So yep. you can highlight uh, the code and ask uh, ChatGPT inside your Visual Studio code uh, about it. So it's pretty right. cool. Uh, if you if you get an access to this, you have to, for now, probably use uh, Visual Studio Code Insiders mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, it's worth uh, taking a look. All right, all right. Uh, that's interesting. I need to try it out. I, I honestly didn't know there is a thing like this coming up. Here is the admired and desired section of the survey. And basically, like in short, there is the whole description telling us what it is. But in short, um, it means that whatever is admired uh, is something that people already use or are using. And they are saying that they would use or reuse it again, that they like specific things, specific tool, platform, whatever. And desired is something that people maybe didn't get a chance to use yet, but they would love to try it out. Right. So, um probably something that has the most hype and the most uh, buzz around and you desire to try it out but you never had a chance and let's look at cloud platforms in the desired versus admired uh, kind of manner so um, Amazon Web Services as we remember it was um, the most popular cloud provider um, amongst developers from the um, previous part of the survey and here it's not a surprise uh, but uh, admired is 62%, desired is 44%. Uh, Microsoft Azure, um, admired almost 60%, but desired only 23%, uh, which is a big difference from AWS. But you know what? Let's look at the Vercel. I'm just curious about it. So Vercel, 69% admired, which is a lot. It's strong, uh, but only 12% desired. Um Maybe because maybe because it's at, at this moment it's uh, known mostly across the React community. I'm not sure. Maybe it uh, the... it it would be the more desired uh, platform if, if uh, there was more marketing around doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. And you know, it it clearly shows that this is a platform that. People who already used it, they appreciate it, right? Because 69% is a lot comparing to other platforms here. Um, so you can guess that Vercel is doing a great job with their cloud um, cloud services. Uh, it's just it's not that popular. And it, it, it's just that's why the desire is so low. It's just it needs yeah. some it needs some some word spreading, right? Let's look at the web frameworks and technology. Um, React uh, here it has a little a little less uh, difference between desired and admired, and I think it makes sense again. Just I think this is um, as the most popular web frameworks nowadays. It makes sense that people who didn't try it yet want to try it, right? So it's um, it's desired. 
Um, and yeah, as as a person who worked with React, I would admire it. I would use it again. Totally. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Svelte or Svelte, there is a huge difference between admired and desired. Wondering why is that? I mean, again, people who use it probably love it. So they, they 74% is a lot. It's getting uh, uh, a lot of hype uh, on the internet and many people are trying it. And uh, it's pretty interesting that it's highly admired. I would give it a try to, yeah. to be honest. Okay. Okay. Let's let's look at the other frameworks then. Um, where is React Native here? I just want to see React Native, <laughs> to be honest. I'm just curious about it. Mm. You missed it. Already. Yeah. 54% admired, 11% desired. Guys, React Native developers, come on. Let's spread the word. It's it's good. <laughs> we like React Native. Uh, we want to use it. We desire it. We admire it. No, I'm just being the fanboy here. But to be honest, uh, what do you think? To be honest, uh, like... I admire React Native a lot, but uh, I haven't tried Flutter, for example, which has, uh, I think, uh, more admired, even more admired percentage. So, yeah. uh, but uh, in terms of React Native, uh, I would totally use it again for for any any other yeah. project. But uh, I'm wondering what are the key differences between Flutter and React Native, uh, where Flutter is maybe better than React Native. So mm-hmm. I could uh, get a better understanding about this. Yeah. One thing that I'm that I've just just thought of is that here on this on this um, whole survey, when it comes to React Native, we don't have Expo as a separate thing here. And I'm just wondering whether some people who are voting maybe they use only Expo or, or only pure React Native, and they have you know only like one side of 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 the game of, of on the opinion, and. Um, also, I'm just curious because I know that React Native maybe a few years ago was not that great, and I can I can admit it. It was probably painful to work with um, back then, but nowadays it's really really comfortable and nice to use. It has great developer experience, in my opinion. And I'm just curious if people voting are people who are like daily using React Native, or they just used it for last project or, or something like that. Or maybe there are people who worked with React Native back in the days and they just remember the bad experience and they didn't like it. So for me, for example, it is like this with, with Xamarin, which was somewhere here as well. And if you don't know, Xamarin is like a um, like a .NET framework for cross-platform applications, so like React Native, but you use .NET for that. Mm. I mean, it doesn't work like React Native, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just a similar tool. Mm, there it is. Admired twenty three percent, desired two percent. Um, yeah, you don't hear much about Xamarin though. But this is my case. I used I used to work with Xamarin like maybe five years ago, and back then it was not that great. Uh, and I would not admire it nowadays, uh, having that memories, right? But who knows? Maybe nowadays it's much better. Mm-hmm. So guys, if you voted, uh, if you didn't vote for React Native because you remember it from the old days, give it a try. Nowadays, it's much better. Let's just move on. Asynchronous tools. Oh, wow. Markdown file. 81% admired, 22% desired. I mean, 
Markdown file. I mean, I like Markdown, but eighty-one. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. But maybe that's because of the you know when you build a docs or something, you probably you probably uh, use Markdown for this. So yeah, maybe that's the case. And also, if we look at the description here, it makes sense. It says Markdown files can be deployed in various uh, hosted instances and show an opportunity for paid solutions to reduce friction for sharing information, uh, which makes sense. And also, Markdown is available in many tools, right? So you can use Markdown um, even on your like Jira tickets. You can use Markdown in Slack. Yeah. Uh, if I don't, if I remember right, so people just. People are just familiar with that. And Notion admired 64%, desired 14 I mentioned Notion because I am a big fan of Notion and I would I totally admire it. Uh, and I would recommend for people who didn't try it yet. It gives so much freedom in terms of what you can do with it, but it can be overwhelming for someone. So uh, yeah, just give it a try. It's nice. AI search tools. Uh, Chat GPT, what? It's, I thought it's missing here because I couldn't see it at first. 77% admired, 75% desired. Yeah, I'm totally in both groups. Yeah. Um, well, I need to try it out more. I just I yeah. just need to think of it when I'm when I'm solving some issues, you know. Um Google Board AI and Bard, sorry, Google Bard AI. Admired 60%, desired 22%. Bing AI, very similar, admired 62%, desired 21%. Uh, and other other tools, um, search tools like Wolfram Alpha, very admired. So it's on 68%, but not so desired. And I, again, I think that's like a marketing thing. You just don't hear about yeah. it much. Is, is, isn't it the tool to uh, solve some mathematical problems? I'm not it's sure. Yeah, it might be. I, I remember there was something like that, and it might be that thing. Uh, but yeah, I'm guilty of not knowing that, you know? Fint? 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 <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Wow, idea. But it's almost as as admired as um, as ChatGPT. Oh, like, honestly, 77.73 versus 77.46. So it's very close. Uh, yet not so de desired. Again, I haven't heard of that. I think we've reached the end. Um, there is a little bit more in this survey. Uh, worked versus uh, worked with versus want to work with, and it has beautiful, beautiful graphs. But to be honest, um, it's not something to talk about. You need just to look at it by yourself, and it's so much fun. I mean, <laughs> look at that. This is it. We're gonna call it now. Um, so thank you very much, Tomek. It was uh, a really big pleasure to, to, to have you on this podcast. Thank you very much. It was great. Uh, so thank you, our listeners. Uh, again, it, please leave comments uh, for questions that I had because I'm, we are always really curious about your opinions, about your uh, input on this, um, on all the stuff we are talking about. So, you know, don't be shy. Uh, share your impressions about this year's survey. It's uh, interesting to see how y'all, probably professional developers as well, um, how you see that. Uh, what surprised you? Maybe there was something that totally blow, blew your mind. Uh, like WhatsApp for us, I guess. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, stay tuned for more episodes and uh, don't forget about uh, upcoming React Native EU 2023, uh, which is coming uh, and it's in Wrocław on site. Get your tickets. Don't forget about it <laughs> because, you know, it's one and only and we're going to have a great, uh, great speakers uh, this year. Just check it out on the website. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, and see you around. Bye bye.